Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Building the nation with the word of the Lord. Teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom. 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 Empowerment. Well, good evening, everybody. I'm not sure who has dialed in yet because I'm still getting loaded up. Um, I don't see anybody else on the line yet. But anyway, hello and good evening. Welcome to the Sparks James Family Bible Study. To God be the glory. My husband is joining us tonight, so if you hear any strange sounds, you will know that it is coming from him. (laughs) Amen. Um, You know what? And since we are blessed with your presence tonight, James, would you open us up in prayer, please? Uh, Our Father, who, who art in heaven, We come this day giving you thanks and praise. We thank you for this opportunity to come before your throne of grace. We thank you for the opportunity to lift up your holy name in the name of your loving son, Yahshua the Christ. We thank you. We thank you for everyone that's joining joining in right now. We ask that you lead God and direct their path, that you put the words on on, on each and everyone's heart and mind and still your will within them. We ask in the name of your loving Son, Yeshua the Christ. And for all our sakes, we all say, Amen. Amen. It is so. It is so. Amen, amen. To have you with us tonight, sir. <laughs> You're so silly. Well, as we know, that this is a very, very relaxed atmosphere. Um, so we're, you know, you're able to ask questions, take your time, find in the scriptures. <laughs> no, she was helping Mark. Um, and we're going to continue in our study. We started last week of the study of God's love and dealing with him as a father. So we're going to continue on in that vein tonight um, as far as him being a father. Um, And we're going to open it up in the book of Ephesians. And so that, you know, we're all on one accord because, you know, some of us are are new to Bible study and to the faith Um, and and excited. Amen. Amen. And excited. That's that's a wonderful thing. You know, and I just think it's an awesome thing because we're going to celebrate Sabrina and Antasia. And Mark Anthony, because on Sunday they're going to get baptized. So, amen. 
Amen, amen, amen. It is exciting. It is very, very exciting. So we thank and praise God for what, what he's doing in that arena. It's an awesome thing, awesome, awesome thing. So anyway, we're going to, like I said, we were going to continue on our conversation about the love of God and dealing with him as a father. And a lot of times we don't we don't see him as a father. We we're we're caught up in him being the supreme being, the Lord of lords and everything, and God Almighty, creator of the heavens and the earth. And he is all of that. But even in the midst of being all of that, he is yet a loving father. He loves his creation, and we are his creation. But it goes even deeper for those of us that desire to have a relationship with him. We hear all the time people saying, and I think I mentioned this last week as well, people saying that, you know, we're all God's children. That's not true. We are all God's creation, but we're not all God's children. We're God's children, those of us that have taken the time to push push closer and to see him as a father. Until you can recognize him as a father and accept him in your life as that, then he's not your father, you know? So, um we want to we want to look at that relationship. We're going to deal with two different scriptures tonight, but we're going to start off in Ephesians, the first chapter, um, so that we can kind of get an understanding of the the spiritual covering that we have as sons of God. What is she chewing on? Okay, even Tati is here in Bible study tonight, and I don't have any idea what that was. Okay, well anyway here. <laughs> if it's keeping you content and happy and not barking, that's a good thing. Okay, like I said, very last relationship here. Uh, okay, Ephesians 1, we're going to read the third through the seventh verse, and we're going to read it out of the New International Version. We're going to kind of stick with this version uh, most of the time because it's easier for those who are just learning to read and to follow. So, amen. Anyway, it says... Um, there's a in in the NIV version that I pulled off of the internet. There was a heading for what we're about to read, and the heading says "Praise for spiritual blessings in Christ," and and that's important. I wanted to bring that out. That's important because it, our spiritual blessings come from Christ, but it also comes from us being adopted into the family of God. We are heirs and joint heirs with Christ, and we could not be that. We could not walk in in the place of being an heir if it weren't for the fact that um, God adopted us into his family. So I wanted to touch on that before we read this so that it will be a little clearer as we're reading it. Okay, so starting at the third verse of Ephesians 1, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world, to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance to his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. 
So we're going to back up, and we're going to break this up verse by verse. Third verse says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ, which is just saying that not only it's, it's identifying Jesus Christ as the Son of God, okay? Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, not just the God of Jesus Christ, not just, you know, who Jesus Christ came from and it is a part of, but also the Father of Jesus Christ, okay? Um, and then it says, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. In other words, everything that he has laid up in heaven on our behalf, our blessings, he is blessing us with through our knowledge and our relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. We cannot separate the two. It's vitally important that we always keep in mind the importance of our relationship with Christ and what he is, and who he is, and what he came to do for us. So that's really important. Um, the fourth verse says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Um, and, and I know, Sabrina, you and I were talking about this last week. We were dealing, we were dealing with the fact that... Um, we were a part of God's thought process. We were a part of everything God did because we were already within him in Jesus. And remember we talked last week about First John, John um, the first chapter. Um, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, okay? And we were in the word because the word is Jesus Christ. We were in the word in the beginning as well. Okay, so this is just establishing our existence. You know, remember I was saying that we didn't just come into existence because our mother and our fathers laid down with one another. This is establishing the fact that we were already preconceived in God prior to the human, human portion of us coming together. Our spirit was already there. It was already there. Our body, this fleshly thing, all it does is house the true essence of who we are, and the true essence of who we are is our spirit, and that's what lives on. When this body is old and decayed and turned back to dust where it came from, our spirit is still alive. So it's really important to understand that, that it's not just about, you know, we're here for a brief period of time on this earth, and we're going to live it to the fullest of what we think we want to do because that's all it is. No, that's not all it is. Eternity is forever. Forever is a really, really long time, <laughs> okay? And so our spirit is going to live on beyond what this little earthly body can contain. This is just our, our way of existence. You know, we've all seen um, alien movies and how they have to take different things. Or even like when they went to the moon, when we, man, went to the moon, we had to wear the space suit, you know, to exist on the moon because we couldn't breathe the air. There's no oxygen up there, so we couldn't breathe. Well, basically, that's what this is. This is our space suit, okay? Our human flesh is basically our space suit that God created to put our spirit in so that we could exist on this planet. That's basically what it what it boils down to. So, um, but knowing that we were we were originated we originated in <laughs> we originated 
in um, the mind of God even from the very, very beginning. When he created Adam and Eve, when he brought all of the things into existence um, in Genesis 1, we were already there. We were already a part of his thought pattern and a part of what he was going to do. Okay, so um, any questions there so far? You got it? Okay. Okay. We are in Ephesians, the first chapter, and we're getting ready to pick up in the fifth verse. The fifth verse. Fifth verse says, in love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance to his pleasure and will. So we know what predestined means. It means that he had already went before us and said, this is what I'm going to do. Amen. Predestination is is just the foretelling, you know, or the foreplanning, basically, of our lives that he did. And he predestined us to adoption, to uh, for adoption in sonship. Now, sonship is a word that will have its own Bible study as we go along and as we grow in the knowledge of who God is. But sonship is beyond just being a child. It's beyond just being a baby in, in the connotation or in how God has, has planned it out. When we get to that place of sonship, sonship is not gender-based. It's not about male or female. It's about a position in God. It's about a stage. We, we start off as babies, and then we grow into children of God. We start off as the babies. We go into the children of God, and then we graduate into sonship. Sonship is that mature level that God has called us to. Again, remember, it has nothing to do with gender. It's a stage. It's a place in God that we achieve. Okay, so we've been adopted, though, into the family of God. That's really, really important. Now, adoption holds some very valuable things to it, um, I, and I can speak on it since I was adopted. <laughs> Amen. But when you, you – and, and I, this is something that a lot of people don't recognize and understand. In the natural, just here in, in America or whatever in the natural, you can be disowned if you've been birthed into the family. Like, if your mama wanted to disown you and say, you know, you get no inheritance, yada, 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 she could do that because she gave birth to you and she, could, she has the ability to do that. When you are adopted, you cannot be written off. You cannot be canceled out. I was like, wow. It is, to me, that's amazing when you put it into context with what God did for us. He has no intentions of writing us off. Once we accept him into our hearts and into our lives and decree him as our father, he's not going to write us off. It's not like the, the, the Lamb's Book of Life, and we will talk about that um, in depth at a, a little later too, but when our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, when we've accepted Christ as our Lord and our Savior, he doesn't go every time you mess up and erase your name. And then if you do good, then go back and put it back in. Once it's written in, it's written in. It is there. You can't be crossed off. You can't be kicked out. You are part of the family of God. So that's an awesome thing, you know, to know that him as a father and his adopting us into his family, you will never be written off. <laughs> Sabrina said, good. <laughs> okay. 
awesome, awesome thing. It's an awesome, awesome thing. So it, it's a good thing to know. Um, and he said that he adopted us to sonship through Jesus Christ. Again, everything is predicated on our accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. You know, that's, that's it. It's like without that acceptance, without that acknowledgement, you are still just wandering. You are still just out there. You know, that's what separates us from the quote-unquote religions of the world. This is not about a religion. This is about a relationship. You know, when you say that you are a Christian, it's not about that, oh, well, that's my religion. And you know we know you go to the hospital, what's your religion? You go different places, what's your religion? And you say Christianity, I'm a Christian. But it has absolutely nothing to do with religion. This is all about relationship. This is about Jesus coming so that we could, he could reestablish our relationship with God the Father. That's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. It's all about relationship. So that's why it's so important to understand the the relationship of God as our Father. You know, he has many different um, places that he holds in our lives and in our hearts, but Father is, is premier. It's very important to understand that. You know, we are in relationship you know, I, you can go daddy God. That's what Abba Father means, basically. It's that intimate relationship with God the Father. You know, your daddy. You know, my pastor calls him Papa. You know, it, it's like whatever your affectionate term is for your father, that's who he is. You know, and then remember what we said last week, never, ever compare the the natural um, love in relationship with his love in relationship. You cannot compare him to man. I don't care how good your relationship was with your father. I had a wonderful relationship with my father. It was a very short period of time because he died when I was seven, but it was a great relationship for those short seven years, okay? But that does not compare with my relationship with the father, with God the father, you know, whatever your relationship, if you had a bad relationship with your father, you know, and, and you just you feel disconnected, you know, you do not compare that relationship with your relationship with God the Father. It doesn't compare because God's so far above that, you know, and that's really important to recognize and to understand that because a lot of times we have a tendency to see God through our eyes of what our relationship is with man. And we can't do that. We we cannot limit him to our frailties. You know, we are an imperfect being. We're always going to make mistakes. We're always going to mess up in some form or fashion. That's why it's important to recognize that God is far above that. He is far, far above that, okay? So, um and, and I like this, too, in accordance with his pleasure and will. He said that he predestined us to the adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. It gave God pleasure to adopt us. It gave him pleasure to be reunited with his creation. You know, it grieved him. It hurt him when we were separated because of our sin nature. When, when Adam and Eve fell in the garden, that grieved God. You know, that hurt his heart because he gave them everything. I mean, everything. All I ask you is not to eat from this one tree, one tree. I gave you everything, okay, everything. And I asked one thing of you, and you, you fail me in that. 
You feel me in that, you know? And that grieves them. And the unfortunate thing is, and I, I've taught on this before, is had Eve really recognized and understood her relationship with God and who she was with God, then the devil could never have come and tempted her. Because what the devil tempted her with was saying that if you eat the fruit off this tree, that God doesn't want you to do it because if you eat it, you'll be just like him. That was the temptation. Had she known who she was in God, she would have said, excuse me, I was already created in his image and his likeness. What else you got? But she didn't know who she was. She did not recognize who she was. And Adam, her husband, who was standing right there next to her, didn't speak up. He didn't take his proper place. So, you know, everything was off kilter. Everything was off kilter, which causes caused it this tumbling action. You know, so um, I don't want to take chase that rabbit because I could go there. <laughs> but um, but it's just important to know who you are in God. That's why it's so important to recognize that you are His child. You know, an heir. You are heir to His spiritual blessings. You are heir to His love. You are heir to everything that He has. Okay. Um. And the sixth verse says, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. And his grace we, we again, receive through Jesus Christ. That's how we receive it, the one he loves. That's Jesus. And seven, and this is talking about what we get through Christ, okay? In him we have redemption through his blood. So the first thing we get um, in this particular setting, in this verse, is redeemed, which means we've been bought back. He sacrificed his life to bring us back into the fold, bring us back into the relationship with God. To redeem something is to buy it back. He bought us with his very life. He bought us with his very life so that we could have this relationship once again with the Father. That was the first thing, and it was through his blood because he sacrificed himself. The second is the forgiveness of sin. Through Jesus' sacrifice, we have been forgiven of our sins. You know, we have been forgiven of our sins. Our, our sin nature is always going to be fighting and battling against the nature of God that we take on once we accept Christ in our hearts, but we've been forgiven. And we never should forget that, that we've been forgiven, because the enemy will come and try to tell you and heap condemnation on you. He will try to come and tell you all about your past and everything you've done and how can you believe you can be forgiven. And then he'll point out every mistake you make. He is the accuser. That's his job. That's his nature is to accuse us. But we have to keep in mind and recognize that Christ is there saying, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I've already paid the price. I've already taken care of it, covered in the blood. It's covered under my blood. You know, we already know you're going to make mistakes. When you make that mistake, you come to the Father through the blood of Jesus, and it's like, Daddy, I'm so sorry, and knowing in your heart that you've been forgiven. Now, here's the thing about repentance and just being forgiven. When you repent of something, you turn and you don't do it anymore. When you are forgiven, you're just saying, okay, forgive me. We've all been in relationships where somebody is messing up considerably and all the time. And all they keep saying is, I'm sorry. 
And so pretty soon you're going, yeah, you are, <laughs> okay, because I don't want to hear it anymore. Because you keep telling me how sorry you are, but you keep doing the same thing. So that says to me, you really aren't sorry at all. Because if you weren't, you'd stop doing it. If you know you're hurting me, you're going to stop hurting me, you know, if you're really, really repentant. So that's the key. When we repent of our sins, when we go before God and we lay it down and say, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. God, I don't want to hurt you like this anymore. I don't want to do this. That's why it's so important to recognize the relationship part of that we have with God because it's not just about um, just aimlessly going through the motions. Remember we said last week he gave us a choice for a reason. I was like, you know, if it was me, I might not have given you a choice. But he gave us a choice for a reason, and that reason is so that we can freely choose to love him, freely choose to obey him, freely choose to allow him to lead God and direct our path, you know, not just because just aimlessly, well, you got to do this. I mean, does he give us commandments? Absolutely. He don't ask you, Jack. When he tells you something, it is a command, you know, because he's God. But it is our relationship with him that will cause our heart to say, okay, Daddy, if that's what you want. You know, you know we, we put aside our preconceived notions and ideas because of our love that we have for him and because of the love he has for us. Because remember, he first loved us. He loved us when we were unlovable. He loved us before we even knew who we were. You know, so we can never boast in our love for him because had it not been for his love for us, where would we be? We wouldn't even be in existence. You know, we wouldn't even be in existence. So it's all about his love for us. And because of his love, it causes us to want to draw closer to him. It causes us to want to know him even the more. You know, I mean, who would sacrifice himself? Think about that. For, for a species that nine times out of ten rejects them, okay, nine times out of ten, I'm, I'm Lord, I thank you that you are God, because if I was God, we'd be in trouble, okay? I'd be in trouble with my doggone self. I'd be there to wipe me off, <laughs> okay? Seriously, because, you know, sometimes you get to that place, you're sick and tired of who you are. Like, okay, I'm over this, you know? But thank God for his tender mercies and his loving kindness. Amen. So um, we have the forgiveness of sin in accordance with the riches of God's grace. It's all about his grace. You know, that's what this is all about. The whole New Testament is all about the grace and mercy of God through Jesus Christ. Oh, Mark. I was like, I'm I'm sorry. I'm seeing a shadow. And I'm going, okay, everybody's in here. What is that shadow? (laughs) But anyway, I was like, okay, Lord, are you coming in? What's up? But um, it's all about his grace and mercy. But remember, I also said last week, um, don't forget God is still God. His grace and his mercy is a wonderful thing, and we thank him for it. But he is still God, and he will chasten those that he loves. So don't make. <laughs> we don't want to make him mad. Okay, so any questions on Ephesians? That's fine. No? Any comments? Baby, you got any comments? Anything you want to add? Well, the only thing I could, could add to this is that I, I, you said in the beginning you were reading out of one version of, uh, of, of, of the word, 
and uh, I think the majority of us have the uh, St. James, uh, the King James, St. James uh, version, although it means the same. Okay, so you want to read it out of King James? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, okay, uh, going back to uh, 3, uh, chapter 1, in Ephesians, verse 3, so let's be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And, and yours was worded... Um, it says, praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Same thing, different word. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, and uh, in 4, verse, verse 4 says, according as he hath chosen, according as he has chosen us in him, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Amen. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight, in love. Again, uh, the same same uh, uh, meaning, different wording. And the same... Is with with five. Uh, it says, having predestined us into the adoption of children by Christ Jesus to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will. He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ, in accordance with His pleasure and will. Amen. 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 All righty. Bless the Lord. Okay, so now we're going to go over to Galatians, which is one book back. Mm-hmm. Like, just kind of look to the left. We're going into the fourth verse, I mean fourth chapter. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. So Galatians 4, we're going to read the first through the seventh verse. Okay. Everybody got it? Yep. All right. What I am saying is that as long as an heir is under age, he is no different from a slave. Although he owns the whole estate, the heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also, when we were under age, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship, because you are his son. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. So, amen. This is just kind of backing up what we just read in Ephesians. Mm -hmm. 
this was in, in Galatians, what they were talking about um, was being how we started off basically as a slave to sin and, and to the, the spiritual, what is, what is, how did it put? Um, we were enslaved under the elemental spiritual forces of the world, which is basically saying we were a slave to sin. Mm-hmm. Okay, we, you know, I, I, I have a saying that when I was in the world, you know, I was a real good soldier for the enemy. Okay, because I was doing whatever I thought I wanted to do, you know, and and it was it wasn't a matter that I didn't know what I was doing because I was well aware. You know, there was a conviction within me. I was well aware that what I was doing wasn't right, but I didn't want nobody telling me it wasn't right because I was doing what I wanted to do. You know, when I got to that place of being sick and tired of being sick and tired of me, <laughs> okay, and started looking to God, then I knew that I had to change. I had to change my lifestyle. I had to change my mindset. You know, I had to change the things that I was partaking of. So that that in itself led me on my quest for God because it was just like, you know, I'm just I'm tired. I'm just tired. I was tired of not having any peace, you know. I was tired there was no joy in my life. I was just really existing. I really wasn't living life. I was just existing, you know. Um, but it, it was knowing that we are all, the word will say this, and, and not right here, but it does say that we are all slaves to something, you know, be it to the sin nature or be it to God, you know. And, and a slave is a servant. We, we know that, you know. The, the, the bad thing is, is being a slave to the devil, you really are a slave, and there is no reward, okay? <laughs> there is no reward. It's like when we go back in the slavery time, they didn't get paid. There was no reward. They were beaten. You know what I'm saying? It was just all bad. It was nothing good about it. It was just all bad. But being a servant unto God, there's such a sweet reward and a peace. You know, it's it just even in the little bit that you, you um, have experienced, Sabrina was sharing that, you know, she's not afraid of the dark anymore. Just in, in this, this dealing, you know, amen, just in starting her day off in the word of God, starting her day off and spending time with God, you know, now she's at peace. You know, that's an awesome thing. That's in a week. Okay, imagine what is yet to be whole. You know what I'm saying? That's in a week. You know, so there's a change, there's a shifting that takes place. When we truly in our heart are saying, God, I want you, there's change in our life. It is inevitable. It is going to happen. So um, that's why, and I was saying all that to say, there is a reward to being his servant, Mm -hmm. to being a slave to God if you want to look at it that way. Amen. So anyway, um, it started off saying what I'm saying is that as long as the heir is under age, he is no different from the slave. In other words, until we grow up in God, um, it's like you can be born in the palace and you are royalty, but as a child, you you don't have to run to the palace. Mm -hmm. You know, you're under the tutelage of whoever they have put over you to watch over you, your nannies, your tutors, your guiders, you know, your counselors. And, you know, the, there's so many people that speak into your life but that you're subject unto. But as you grow in maturity 
as you you begin to take on more responsibility, more responsibility is given unto you. Mm-hmm. You know, and before you know it, you're sitting on the throne. You know, so it's like that in God. We grow in Him. We start off as babies in Him. We've been adopted in. We're there. We're in the book. Okay, we're in the book, but we have to realize that we got to take the time to grow, you know, in him. It's not an overnight transition of knowing everything there is to know, because we don't never know everything there is to know, but of the responsibility of carrying the weight of being an heir of God. So it is, and I think this is important to bring out because, you know, I think what has happened in the body of Christ is that people are coming in, they're, they're accepting Christ, but a lot of them are doing it for the wrong motives. All they're hearing is about prosperity. And so they're thinking, they're running to, to the altar, and they think that overnight, you know, life is going to, the, the things of life that we've been walking through are going to just completely disappear. And that's not accurate. There's going to be change. There's going to be growth. There's going to be blessings. Don't make, make no mistake about it. But there's also going to be trials and tribulations and testings and warfare. All of that is going to come with it as well. So we need to be mindful of that. You know, we, can't, we cannot think that um, it's all gravy once we give our lives to Christ. In fact, normally all hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. That's the norm, <laughs> okay? And out of nowhere, and it's normally coming from those that are the closest to you. And you're going, okay, what did I miss here? <laughs> you know, it's supposed to be all good, you know? And in truth be told, your relationship with him is all good, but your surroundings, the things around you are still things that you're going to have to contend with. Mm-hmm. So we understand that. And the more we grow in him, you know, the more we gain knowledge of who he is and who we are in him, the less the warfare affects us, you know, because we already know. We grow in our faith. We grow in our knowledge and our our comfort in knowing that whatever's coming at me, Lord, you got it, okay? And especially if it's out of my control in my hands, I can't do nothing with it. But, Lord, I trust you. I believe you. So, therefore, I know you got my back. And as bad as it may look and seem and sound, I know it's going to be okay. You know, and we stand on that. You learn how to stand on the word of God. You stop being so negative. Everything is a downer. You know, and it's like, and every time you look at your face in the mirror, something's wrong. You stop that because you begin to see, I was created in the image and likeness of God. I was fearfully and wonderfully made. I am nothing but beauty. Mm-hmm. I am nothing but beauty. And I, I desire that beauty to resonate from the inside out. Mm-hmm. You know, have you met people that just always have this glow about this? You know, it's not the physical look about it. It's something different within them. And that's just the glow of God from within. Beauty comes from within. It ain't about this out here. We'd all be in trouble if this was all we had. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Seriously. You know, because this fails. I promise I'm three years from 60. I'm here to tell you it don't look like it did at 20. <laughs> okay? For real. It changes. But thanks be unto God, that beauty is from within. It's not the physical. 
and it's not the physical being. So we have to learn to grow in God. You know, we grow in God. It comes in steps and stages. Don't get frustrated because you may not be where somebody else is. Mm-hmm. You don't compare yourself to others as you are growing in him. Mm-hmm. You know, you stay close. You stay close. It's like babies stay close to their mommies. You know, every one of her children slept on her chest, every one of them. And I used to be like, Mommy, <laughs> you're going to get tired of that. To this day, every one of them, even from the 25-year-old down to the 9, is going to be in the bed with her at some point in time because they're so used to this, you know. But they, they grew up being close to Mommy. You know, it's the same thing that God wants us to do is grow up in his chest, grow up being close to him, you know, never separating that. You know, it's like we get to a place of responsibility, and, you know, and, and he can give us more responsibility, but we never forget that we're his baby, that we're, we're close to him, we're, we're part of who he is. So as we are growing, <laughs> as we're growing, <laughs> did she come up? Okay. As we're growing in him, um, he puts people in, in our path to lead us, to guide us, to help us to grow, to help us to understand different things. And then there comes a period of time, as this says in the fourth verse, it says, but when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might have received adoption to sonship. Remember we said when we were looking at it in Ephesians, sonship is not about gender. It's about our place in God, that we grow to that place of some sonship. And because we are sons of God, sent God, because we are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba Father. We were, Mark Anthony and I were talking earlier, and he was saying he wanted to be baptized. And when I asked him if he understood what that meant, you know, he said, well, yeah, they're going to put God on me, <laughs> and then they're going to put me in the water. And so I had to correct him. I was like, no, they don't put God on you. You accept God into your heart. You know, are you ready to do that? He said, yes. You know, and we all know that that's the little man there. You know, he, 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 this is what he told me. He said, Pastor and I need to have a talk. <laughs> I need to have a talk with Pastor. That's what he said. I need to have a talk with Pastor. And I said, okay, what do you need to have a talk with Pastor about? By getting baptized. He and I need to talk because I want to get baptized. I'm like, I ain't mad at you, baby. I ain't mad at you, but amen. Um, so you are no longer a slave but God's child, and since you are his child, God has also made you an heir. So we're recognizing that what are we an heir to? We're heir to all the spiritual blessings of God. We're heir to all the promises. Uh, we're heir to um, everything that his word tells us that we have a right to, and it is vast. It is unbelievable, and the more we get into the word of God, the more you learn of his covenant and his promises, the more you recognize that we have lived beneath our privileges for far too long, mm-hmm. for far too long. You know, he has made such precious and monumental what he wants to do in and through us. It is unbelievable. And and you don't get to know that until you get into his word and until you continue to meditate and spend time with him. And that's what causes that mind shift. You know, you no longer look at yourself as being beneath. 
You know, you no longer look at yourself as as always in a struggle, but you'll learn to just kind of flow through it. And it's like, okay, baby, God, what are we doing today? Okay? Because you got it. You know, Father, there's a, a saying called command your morning. How do you command your morning? You get up. You get up in the word of God. You get up in meditating in God. You get up in prayer in God. And you allow him to feed you. Okay, God, what are we doing today? What do I need to be mindful of today? Where am I going today? You know, what do you want to do in and through me today? Let me be available to you today. You know, and then you begin to call forth his blessings into your life. You know, first and foremost, you want to be a blessing to somebody. And as you are going forth to be a blessing to somebody, God has already put somebody in your path to be a blessing to you. You know, so it's, there's, there's so much um, that God has done for us. And, and the word says that daily he loads us up with blessings and benefits every single day. And half the time we miss what he's put out there on our behalf. We miss it because we don't take the time to get into his word, to get into his presence in the morning so he can direct our flow, you know. And that's why it's so important. That's exactly why. So um, that's it. Any questions or comments? You good? All right. We good? Amen. Baby? All right. Good. Yes, you are. You are getting baptized. That's an awesome thing. So, baby, um, closing words, remarks? Um, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm glad that uh, I was included in this in this study, and um, I'm gonna say that uh, as the uh, Arbitrator of this, you did a very good job. <laughs> Bless the Lord. I got a question. Okay. So, are you going to leave the next one? Okay. Amen. And before closing, on that note, um, since I'm going to be leaving the next one, I'm going to give out some homework. Yay, Tasia! <laughs> <laughs> Tasia was running around all last week. I want homework. We didn't get homework. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys got your some paper ready? Oh, yes, you are. You're not doing no homework. Good. Okay. All right. Uh, my homework is going to be very, very easy. This is going to be like real, real easy because all my questions come from the Bible. So, number one. Number one. <laughs> In what book? All the words found in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Oh, God. So then I, I can't go <laughs> write out your questions, then we can make copies and pass it out to everybody. Okay, I can do that. That's what y'all want me to do. Yeah, then I'll post it online for those, for those other family members. That'll work. 
Okay. All right. All right. Well, give me. Uh... And and let's limit it to like five questions to begin with, because yeah, we're just starting off. And remember, the theme is the love of God. So tailor your questions around that. All right. All right. Okay. And they're whacking from the past and stuff to Corey and mm-hmm. and them what they're going to do with him. Okay. And the she's going to do with him. Okay. All right. All right. I have a copy because I probably do mine at work. Cool. That'll work. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, so you want to close this out in prayer? Praying a, a blessing over our family. Um, everybody's got their own little issues kind of that we're going through right now. And uh, mm-hmm. We just thank and praise God. You know, we might have a little baby almost here. She had posted. She was a little upset with Holy Cross Hospital. So, Mashima's baby. Yeah. Oh, God. So you're gonna be another great grand. Another great grand. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. God be the glory. Well, baby, you go ahead. Close this up. Father God, we give you the thanks and the praise, Lord. We are so grateful that we were able to come together tonight, Lord, and just partake of your word. It's always a pleasure and an honor, Lord God, to share your word. I thank you, Father, for this time as a family unit, oh God, uniting as one in your word and in study, Lord God. You're just so faithful. I thank you so very, very much, Lord, for what's coming forth on Sunday. And I know, Lord God, it's, it, Lord willing, you know, we will all be there on Sunday, Father, to witness this. But we're so excited. We're excited with Sabrina, oh Lord God. We're excited with Antasia and with Mark Anthony, Father God. We thank you for answered prayers. We thank you, Father God, that you, Lord, said not one of this family would be lost. So and you are you are a God of your word. So I just thank you. I thank you for what you're doing, Father. Lord, I just speak a blessing upon this family, Lord God. Everybody has their own little struggles that they're going through at this point in time, Lord God. But we know that you are yet faithful. We know, Lord God, that we can trust you. We can believe you, oh Lord God. We don't have to doubt that you're gonna see us through. No matter how high the mountain may seem that's in front of us, O oh God, you have given us the ability to either climb it or to speak to it and tell it to be removed. So however you wish to lead us through our own small struggles, O oh God, we thank you for your guidance. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your provision. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your knowledge and your understanding. Thank you, O oh God, for being our God. Thank you for being our Father, thank you for being the lover and the lifter up of our hearts, our minds, our spirits, and our souls, oh God. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you the honor. In Jesus' name, we decree and declare that it is so. It is so. Amen. 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 I got the grid of wisdom and understanding. All right, because you're studying wisdom and understanding. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 